Welcome to the City Confessions. I'm Marianne Yip, a native New Yorker, and I'm here to discuss all the thoughts that go to the minds of people living in New York City. Since I'm a native who was born and raised in a city that never sleeps, I come across people who are constantly in a rush. I would like to take a moment to sit down and talk about what's on their minds and what keeps them up at night. So sit back and let's dive into these confessions of people I know and people I just met. Hello, I hope you guys are all doing well and welcome back to the City Confessions. I have a new episode for you guys as always. Today's guest is Michelle Lamb. She is the founder of Brooklyn Lights Media, which is a social media and public relations agency. So hi, Michelle, how are you? Hi, I'm doing well, thank you. So thank you so much for coming on my little show, (laughs) and I'm really excited to talk with you. Why don't we begin by having you introduce yourself to the listeners, tell us who you are, what you do, and what your relationship is with New York City. Yeah, sure. So um, just kind of like going backtrack, so I was born and raised in Brooklyn. Um, The company itself was founded because uh, I was a publicist for the Wall Street um, industry financial services for over a decade. And I pretty much had my daughter and I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom for like two years. I wanted to be more involved with her life and her upbringing. And when I was like ready to go back to work, a lot of jobs weren't there for me because I specialized in public relations for the financial services sector. But I really have this heart and like soft spot for um, the restaurants, smaller businesses, lifestyle. And one of the reasons, because my family uh, used to own restaurants in New York City. Mm. And um, by my dad, you know, being a small business owner, he never had that budget to even hire a marketing agency. I mean, let alone even connecting with what we have today, which is social media platform. Um, it was just something that they couldn't really um, budget for. So they were doing a lot of like word of mouth type of advertising, you know, pamphlets, uh, you know, sending people out, just passing out, you know, different uh, menus to, so we can get more people to come in. Even Yelp, Yelp wasn't even a big thing. So the whole digital marketing space has changed so much. And I have a background in social media and PR and, and combined anyway. So I wanted to help the the smaller mom and pop shops to get their their delicious food and also the chefs that are responsible for creating these amazing dishes out there for them. Um, so that's one of the reasons why I started it. And that's my deep connection with New York City. Um, in terms of who I am, <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see, um, I'm, I'm a mom, you know, for a four-year-old and, you know, also a daughter of, of immigrants. You know, I'm the first generation American born Chinese. And so I can speak, you know, Cantonese and and English quite fluently. Um, I have a big, you know, Cantonese family that's always educating me with food culture and how it's important that we are integrated with the American culture, bringing all of that, you know, into a blend. So that's always been, you know, an interest of mine, the food culture. So another reason why I got into hospitality. And what else is there I can tell you guys? I feel like I'm rambling, but... 
Oh my god, you're fine. Wait, first of all, um, I'm Chinese as well, and I speak Cantonese not that great. But where's your family from? Um, they're from Guangdong. Okay. Yeah, yeah my family's from Hong Kong. Oh, okay. I have, so, I have a family. Yeah, that's so interesting. It's pretty cool. Yeah. The yeah. food there is amazing. So the food in, in Hong Kong is amazing, and, and it has to do with the migration of um, the cultures from China. I mean, everyone's from different regions that bring their specialty mm-hmm. into one location or platform. I would say so. I, I think Hong Kong has a lot of different variety to offer to a lot of people. And when did you actually launch Brooklyn Night Media? So uh, this is very funny. Um, when I put my daughter in daycare. Um, probably how old is she? Okay. About like two years ago, um, I didn't launch the, the brand. I was like basically picking up different gigs to try to like test out the market. Like, am I really ready? You know, stay at home mom. Like, am I really ready to like launch my own business doing social media? Like, what do I know about social media? Right. I've been like kind of out like, a little bit. Um, same thing with PR and media. Uh, but you know, I started working towards that goal end of 2018 and then my brand um officially established in 2019 okay got it so it's relatively new when you first started did you do this all by yourself or did you get any help it's all by myself um i think it's just really the the drive that i've always had um i've always wanted to to be an entrepreneur to be able to test out the market and to like use whatever knowledge that I acquired from the corporate world Um, and people who I've uh, learned from all the managers and, you know, other entrepreneurs, I, I kind of just took all of that knowledge and and put it on paper. Like I have this binder, this old school binder with all these loose leaves. I don't know if you guys still use it. (laughs) And I just like draw on it. I would like make notes. I would like do, you know, the crisscross, tic-tac-toe stuff just to like get more ideas it's like it's a mess but I did this all by myself with you know I think some inspiration from other social media entrepreneurs who are moms or like PR entrepreneurs who are also you know women who are driven by you know their passion to really help the business better so like it's pretty much all me that's amazing though I mean kudos to you because I think with society, there's a lot of pressure um, with doing it all, right? I mean, they sometimes say, like, you almost have to choose whether you want to be a mom or have a career. And it's like, why do we need to choose, first of all? And second of all, there's just, I don't know, I just feel like it's so un, like common for mothers to feel that way. And it's great to know that you decided to, you know, pursue that. And like you can hear the sirens. <laughs> this is New York for you. Yeah. I'm like in the middle of something going on right now. <laughs> oh yeah. That's New York City right there. Yeah. This always happens when I record. I was like, great, but this is raw, guys. You already know. <laughs> so tell me what was your who was your first client? Um, he is a, a celebrity chef, actually. Um, his name is Franklin Becker. He is actually one of my first clients, and he has been such a, a mentor. Um, I would never forget, like, he always encouraged me, hey, listen, if you want to do something, just go for it. Don't let anything stop you. You know, being an entrepreneur, establishing a brand for yourself, 
it's not easy and people think it is, but it's actually a lot of work. And if you're ready for it, just go, just do it. Um, and how did you know, like, how did you come across him? Um, this is the funny story. Like I was actually, um, I just started to take on odd jobs or like odd gigs or projects, what you have, you know, like with, with freelancers. Um, and I went mm-hmm. to a Christmas party and I saw him and I'm like, I know that one. I know that person. And I've been following him because he came up with cookbooks. He's on like um, Top Chef and he's been competing with like different um, celebrity chefs on the show. And, and you know, I've been following him and I love his work. And I went up to him and be like, hey, listen, you know, I, I'm trying to get the social media work going for myself. I'm trying to like start my own business. But right now I'm a rookie. Like I have no idea if this is even something I can manage. Um, would you, you know, have a position open for me? And he looked at me and he's like, you know what? Just email me. Like, let's just chat. And then wow. like emailed him and you know, that the rest is history. Like I, he gave me a job and, you know, when he was working on different projects, he, he gave me different, um, you know, projects to work on social media. And, you know, that gave me a lot of great experience and exposure to the celebrity chef world. Like he introduced me to a lot of people and, you know, and he's such a humble, you know, great person. So he's always been quite encouraging and he is also a hustler himself. So he's always working on different projects. So that was my first client and, you know, introduction to, to the media world too, in, in the chef's world. First of all, I love hearing that because there's nothing more attractive for me and the individual than somebody who takes risk. And I always find that, yes, while a lot of people are scared, I'm sure there was a part of you that was a little bit like, you know, intimidated as well. But the fact that you were able to just not ignore that, but overcome that and just go for it speaks volumes. And I think I love that it kind of spearheaded your career because I always do the same thing. I'm like, if I see somebody in an event and I want to get to know them or have a conversation and not necessarily even wanting something from them, right? It's kind of like what you did. It's like, what can I offer you? And when you go into that without any expectations and just genuinely, you know, genuinely wanting to either get to know them or wanting to help them out, I think it all comes back. Like, I believe in like good karma and good intentions. Right. So I just like love that that you did that. Yeah, it was very. Um, I was scared. Mm-hmm. I was like, hmm, who am I? <laughs> you know, just like a person from Brooklyn who haven't worked, you know, for two years because I was staying, you know, home taking care of my daughter. But I mean, it's just if I I told myself if I don't go up to him now, it might I might I may never see him again. So I was like, as the worst thing he can do is just tell me no, I'm not looking. But still, you know, reach out to me. Social media is such a friendly platform that it's important for you to kind of like understand it's okay to network. And if things don't go well the first time, this person may come back to you six months later and be like, hey, I remember that person from that party and she pitched me her idea. Let's let's reach out to her. Like, I think networking is so important in this world during this time, you know, so that's exactly what I did. I'm like, listen, I either get burned and move on or like make a good connection and have a client. So it worked out for me, thankfully. 
We honestly have the same mindset and approach because I say the same thing even like with emails. Like if I'm ever pitching, it's like I don't really care because the worst that can happen is either people don't answer or people say no. But that would that doesn't stop me from still, you know, wanting to do or pursue something, right? Just because you get a no doesn't mean that you won't get a yes. And I think I don't know if it's like statistics, but like every X amount, you will get something back. You know what I mean? Even if it's like a thousand emails or a thousand people you have to like meet or approach, like there will be at least one person that will believe in you technically. You just need that one, one support. And I also love how you said that it's not always instant because I believe in relationships, the importance of building relationships and networking and just because that person, like he might not have had something for you that moment, but that's not to say that, like you said, he could have reached out to you in a year, you know, or a month. Like it doesn't really matter. It's just like getting your name out there and making a good impression. That's right. So speaking of your journey, when have you felt the most challenged? Oh, um, I think when it comes to any new business or even, you know, kickstarting your own brand, it's always the hardest to start because you really have no team of consultants, right? You don't have the mm. corporate, you know, backing with financials. Like, oh, you have all this money to like invest in, you know, research and, and you know, testing the market. Um, really setting the foundation up is the hardest. And I think once you you figure out, you know, your goals, your mission, and everything is written out. And I'm, I'm a proposal presentation type of girl. I have to have structure. I have to write out everything to, to get a very good sense of the visual, what's going to happen in, you know, Q1, Q2, Q3, and Q4. And with the pandemic hitting, you know, in the beginning of this year, I think um, revising all of the plans have been challenging. But again, you know, my company is still quite new with you know, it being what, only a year-ish with the pandemic, you know, in place right now. Um, I think the hardest has to be just know, really knowing what you want, um, the goals that you set for yourself and just being realistic. Like the first year, a lot of the entrepreneurs told me like, you just can't expect a lot of income. Like it's just the reality of things. And I think mm -hmm. also like accepting what is reality when it comes to starting your own business a lot of people can't seem to accept that they think we can start a business and and make a lot of money like that's not that's not real <laughs> hashtag not facts right <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's it's hours and hours of, of working it's not you know we don't have a nine-to-five job that people think we're working on our own business that it's quite flexible. I have people coming to me, oh, you have your daughter and your own business. You might, you, you must have very flexible hours and your life has to be like amazing. I'm like, listen, I work more hours now than I've ever worked in corporate because it is a brand that I'm developing. Um, and once that's it all in place, you know, I think the wheels are, you know, turning and then you're trying to hire the right people to help you. But that's not always the case because people who are helping you, they might not um, be, you know, their vision and goal with the company is not aligned. So then you have to like keep on looking for the right people to build the team. So that's what I'm doing right now. And it's continued to be a struggle. 
I was just going to ask you, so what does your current scene look like right now? Um, I'm lucky. I, I'm going to knock on wood. I'm very blessed that I do have clients who are coming back to me. Um, and also work is picking up, even though I, I know a lot of people are struggling, looking for work and struggling to go, you know, having companies reopening or restaurants reopening, as a matter of fact. But uh, I think for me, it's all about, you know, connections. You know, I made a good impression. I did, a, you know, I worked nonstop and very hard for these guys, very creative content developed, you know, through my platform. So work, I cannot complain. I'm actually um, pretty busy right now. I know that you also featured or you worked with Buddy Velastro yes, from Cake Boss. Can you tell me about that? So working with him was amazing. Like that was like my first taste of like reality TV. Um, cameras everywhere and, you know, just being able to work with different personalities, the producers, the writers, the celebrity star himself, his crew. Everyone is so nice. Um, I don't, I, I don't think it's like one of my, I mean, I can say it's one of the, the coolest moments. I wouldn't say like the proudest. I think like, I'm very proud with like everything that I've done just because there's so much work and dedication put into it. Um, but I think that really gave me a good sense of what life is like when you are behind the screen, you know, the camera and also in front of camera, like what people put into these type of projects. Like I learned to appreciate a lot more of, of reality shows and individuals who are building a you know brand and a business for themselves. It takes a lot of work. It's not like an easy one, two, three, and it's here. So I learned the, you know, I have the appreciation now. Mm-hmm. And tell me more about that experience though. So how did that even come? Like, how did that opportunity fall in your lap? And just more about it because I'm not that <laughs> clear. Oh, okay. Um, so I was the director of public relations for uh, Better Chinatown Society. And mm. we were hosting, so we host the the largest uh, Lunar New Year parade every single year, firecracker parade um, uh, ceremony every year. And that one year it was the um, dragon, the year of the dragon. And we basically wrote like a press release and I pitched to different networks to see if they would like to cover it. And Buddy thought, his crew thought it was pretty cool that, you know, it's one of the, featuring one of the mystical, you know, creatures uh, on on the calendar. And they wanted to surprise the entire um, lunar, you know, New Year parade with a cake, you know, made of the, the Chinese New Year dragon. So uh, they reached out to me and they asked if we would like to be featured. Can we be a client of theirs? And like, I automatically just jumped at the opportunity given to me. And I just showed up in the studio with some of the information about uh, Better Chinatown Society. And then we just, you know, went from there on, you know, figuring out what type of cake that we wanted, how large of a cake, how many people will be feeding, how, you know, um, what kind of flavors are are popular in Chinese culture. So he was learning a lot about um, the culture and also the parade itself. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. So I want to shift gears a little bit right now and ask you what keeps you up at night. 
And I think it's important for us to sometimes just sit down and just reassess our lives and talk through our struggles or stress. So for you specifically at this moment, what is on your mind? Do you have any stress that's going on? And what can you share? Um, let's see. What keeps me up? I would have to say business is always going to be on my mind. Um, I think the anxiety level is always like really high when it comes to, you know, having your own brand and, and business. I think like the financials is always something that I, I think about. And if I were to hire someone, you know, can I really pay them on you know long term uh, clients? How can I keep them for longer when I know that budget is so tight? Um, the COVID's not helping, obviously. And then, you know, the other side of me is really like being a mom. If if I'm if I'm a good parent, if I'm spending enough time with her, because I'm trying to balance work and you know being a parent at the same time. And also, I'm a teacher. She's doing virtual learning um, from home now. So um, those are the things. And then I also have uh, a lot of other types of uh, projects that require a lot of my attention. So I think. The whole issue is uh, the work-life balance that I'm still trying to figure out. And that keeps me up too. Like how many hours for work and how many hours for my daughter and how many hours even for myself to breathe. So I think that's something that I'm still trying to figure out. So how are you going about scheduling your day? Do you, are you very much so blocking out time for each, I guess, category? Yeah. Or just tell me about what is like a typical day in the life of Michelle Lamb. <laughs> I get up. It's interesting you ask because uh, a lot of people ask me how I structure my day too. Um, I would be up around like 7.30 and I would like meditate for like 10 minutes and then um, I would actually log into my phone immediately for like work, check emails, check social media, you know, Facebook, Instagram, engagements of any sorts, business inquiries from, you know, the Outlook. Uh, and also during that time, I still, I have, you know, a 30 minute time block out, block on my schedule to wake up my daughter. And during that time I have to make breakfast and that's like 15 minutes if I don't burn myself or the eggs or whatever. <laughs> um, and then I have to run back into the room to make sure she's dressed. Kids don't dress themselves. So I have to dress her up, log into the Zoom session, sign her in for attendance. And then I have to make sure that she is up you know, having her breakfast, but the time frame for our school would be like about an hour, an hour and a half. And then during that time, I have to answer calls for clients. So I think every single hour I have something blocked out for something. So everything has to like serve a purpose. Um, even when it comes to drinking water, I have a, a reminder every like 20 minutes drink water, which I don't listen to, but it's a reminder or even going to the bathroom. Like it's time to go, even though like I don't have to go. Um, I have like post-its everywhere on my wall. It looks pretty, you know, um, messy here, but it would say like send invoice. You know, I would mark down the date, which day clients have to pay or, you know, which days to send out an invoice and, you know, if they fulfill the payment or not. Uh, projects, you know, which day is the deadline, you know, when to ask um, your assistants to, you know, come back to you with, with the task that you were assigned. So it's like a lot of different things that is always going on in my life. So I don't even have like 
a set schedule, but I do have a structure to remind me that these are the things that are coming up. I give you so much credit because I feel like just being a stay-at-home mom or just being a full-time mom in general is so difficult. And I think a lot of people don't realize it until they become a mom because my sister's a mom. Like I'm, I have friends who are moms and their schedule is just in, insane. And they're, I don't want to say just because I don't want to undervalue, you know, the the workload of a mom, but I'm saying knowing that you're also running a business, like I honestly don't even know how how you're doing it. So kudos to you. And speaking of that, do you have other, I guess, relationships with moms that are running a business? I know that you said you were getting a lot of inspiration, um, you know, when you started a business, but like currently right now, are you, you know, do you guys have like a little mom and boss boss girl group or something um we don't I don't have a a group but I do know a lot of bad you know badass moms who do have a little one and they are still you know hustling and trying to get clients during this difficult time um I think a lot of the inspiration really came from um like social media moms who have a very successful brand of their own and even incorporating their own kids into the brand it's working for them. You know, they're having a good time, you know, they're passionate in the work and there's, it's quality work. Um, I know one, uh, really good friend of mine, she went from wall street to, um, event planning now, you know, and, and it's, it's a hard, hard, difficult journey, but she did it. And she inspired me. Um, she went through so many different, um, you know, channels to get to where she is right now. And, you know, I think, it's important to have those type of, of moms or even like entrepreneurs to be, I guess, connected to. I don't think we have a solid group, but I have a lot of different mom friends who basically said to me, you know, I, I would love to run my own business, be, you know, some sort of like role model for my child to look up to or to even be part of a brand. Um, I think that really just pushed me to do more. I guess like pushed me to not be afraid to fail. I mean, failing is the biggest fear for everyone. And I was terrified to even quit my job. But I, I see that a lot of these people are taking this chance and, you know, being successful or not, they're still working towards something they really want to do and not regret for the rest of their life. So I decided to do it. So that was my push. Like, just do it, Michelle. Just, it, there's nothing for you to lose. So those are the mom friends that I have have really been there for me and so encouraging supportive they're like listen i understand what you're going through i've been there don't worry you'll be fine like i think those are the the words that i need to hear sometimes Mm -hmm. and i'm sure you doing what you're doing you're inspiring others to take the leap as well so sometimes yeah (laughs) i think so no you are i'm sure um so this podcast is called the city confessions the reason why is because I feel like a lot of people have, I don't want to say secrets, but basically something that they wanting, that they want to share, but may be afraid to, speaking of fear. And so I always tell people like, oh, if you can share a confession, what would that be? But I want to preface this by saying, obviously share whatever you're comfortable with. And it doesn't have to be like, 
a good confession. Like there's no rules. Like we're not here to judge you. But if you were to complete the sentence of my confession is, what would that be? My gosh. Um. Let's see. Like, hmm. People always get stumped when I ask this, but take it lightly and just think about maybe what is one thing you wish people knew about you or what is one thing that you think people would be surprised to know about you. Um, just like things that are not, you know, too too obvious to the public or to your friends. Um, I, I really think that what you see on social media is really not the full story. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things. And the reason why I say it is because a lot of times people will come to, to me and say, it looks like you got it. You're doing well. You don't need any new clients. You don't need us to, to, you know, help you with, you know, referrals or, or anything or like, Oh, you know, you look like you and your daughter are having a great time, you know, creating content. I'm sure that she's an angel, but you know, I, I think, it's not true. And I always refer it back to like, you know, when the cameras are off, you don't know the ugly side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and my daughter's also in modeling. So when I bring her to castings, at, you know, before, you know, people are always like, oh, she's such an amazing child. I'm sure being a mom is super easy for you. When are you going to have, you know, your second one, your third one? And my face would be like, no, I don't think so. But I mean, I think that's something a lot of moms don't share when it comes to, you know, having a child that you don't see this perfect side when you guys are not around. Um, And then I think in terms of running a business, again, you know, just because I I look that I'm doing really well, it doesn't mean it's all true. Um, Everyone is struggling. And, you know, I think when it comes to um, prospects, people who want to hire, you know, people like me to help them with marketing, don't assume that free work are going to be given to you just because you think that I'm doing quite well for myself. So I've been getting a lot of these inquiries that, you know, they would cry to me that my business is not doing well. Can you provide free work or services to me? And I'm like, listen, I have bills to pay too, man. Like don't expect free work from anyone. So kudos to the people who are doing providing free work and services to other places, but not this one. I mean, that's just something I tell people. Like, you can't can't expect that. So that's my confession and truly what I feel. If people are listening to this, that's how I feel. <laughs> no, I love your honesty. Yeah. But I do have a question about, I guess, the services. And if you don't feel comfortable, then you don't have to answer this. But given the pandemic, and I know that obviously people are coming to you asking for free work, and that's something you're choosing not to do, which respect, right? Because at the end of the day, it's whatever. You have to choose what's best for you and your business and and your life, essentially. But do you find that with the pandemic, you have been, I guess, more open to, let's say, for all, for all sakes, discounting your services? Or that's something that you're not doing? Oh, I, I have given quite you know, big discounts to a lot of clients who I trust and I truly believe their brand and also uh, what they're doing to help create a culture that will make this world better. Like, I I think, you know, I used to, you know, the amount of money that I used to charge retainer per month, I gave them 
more than, you know, half percent off um, for now, just because I know that they have a tight budget and they're struggling. So I have been doing that. But then I also think that there's a lot of people out there who are trying to take advantage of my kindness. And I Mm. think uh, with that being said, you know, you have to pick and choose what's best for you. So I only work with clients who, with a heavy discount, um, who are just truly amazing people, amazing brands, and also, you know, are here to look out for me too. So we look out for each other. So it's a community that I built for Brooklyn Night Media. Yeah, that's actually amazing because I think it's important for you to also know your your value and right. your worth and not, not give in due to some unfortunate circumstances. Um, and yeah, you seem pretty strong in your stand-up and your passion, which is what I love because I think sometimes when it comes to businesses, a lot of things can get in the way of like why you started and it can affect just the trajectory of your business but it sounds like you at least know exactly who you want to work with what what you stand for and the values that you believe in and want to align with other companies right just know your value and I always tell people all the time even on Twitter or sometimes you know on LinkedIn know your value and I have some you know CEO woman who would tell me and reach out to me uh, via email or direct message, it's okay to say no to some clients because it's not, it's not like you're being disrespectful or like, you know, anything personal, but you need to really work with people who respect and value your work. Everything that you're doing is not easy. And you also have a child to factor in. Like if I were to do, uh, you know, work for you and you don't compensate me, even, you know, to the extent of, um, you know, a few bucks here and there, whatever the price is, like I have to sacrifice not spending time with my daughter to work on a campaign for you and you don't even value anything. So those are the type of clients you have to turn away from. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. I know it must be hard, but it is business, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, it is hard. And I think it also has to come down to, you know, um, financials you know you have bills to pay you have wi-fi you have water electricity like who's going to pay for that so i think pro bono work is not something that i can take on now but in the future i would love to take on you know one or two so i can contribute to you know whatever cause so that's something down the road and i'm this applies to every single business out there during this time anyway so um that's just something that a lot of people have to like be mindful of when you speaking to, you know, service providers or even restaurants. I don't go to a restaurant and ask for free food. So, I mean, there's gotta be some sort of uh, understanding. No, that's such a good point. I love that you said that because I think that puts things into perspective on both ends. Yeah. So I just want to take a moment right now to just, acknowledge you showing up i know that you spoke about your crazy schedule so the fact that you blocked out time to speak with all of us means a lot to me and i love how smooth it was to schedule this recording with you i always find that when people say yes the next step is to just put it in the calendar and then just do it because otherwise you know if there's too much back and forth it just 
usually never happens <laughs> or you just don't end up on the right foot. So I love that, you know, I reached out, you reached out, and then we just made it happen. I love people who are just go-getters, and you definitely are a go-getter. And I'm just so happy that you were able to share your inspiring story, and I'm sure the listeners got something out of this. So I just wanted to take a moment to just say thank you, and I appreciate you and your time. And I have two more questions before we actually wrap it up. So... (laughs) What is the one thing you love most about yourself? I don't give up. I just, I don't give up. You can beat me to the ground. I'm still like, listen, I'm going to come up and I'm going to do better. That's just who I am. That's one thing about me. I'm very determined um, with, if I want something, I'm going to get it. So that's one thing I love about myself. And I have to ask, do you think that stems at all from, you know, growing up in this beautiful city? Because I find that that's a trait that I have as well. And I truly do believe some part of it is due to to being, you know, being here, being in New York, calling it home. It's really shaped who I am and has affected directly uh, my drive. Um, I just wanted to know what, what role does New York play in that? Um, I would have to say it also stems from uh, my parents who are immigrants. So they came to this country mm-hmm. nothing. And, you know, my dad was a very successful man. I'm like, how can a person not speak the language <laughs> be able to do it? And that inspired me. Um, and also, yeah, in New York City, it's so competitive. But it's also a place where you can really thrive with, you know, your own ideas. Like you can make something out of nothing. And um, also coming from living in, you know, Brooklyn, everyone is trying to be the best. Everyone wants to come up with better ideas or um, who actually is more successful. I think that kind of mentality kind of like set in me growing up, like, oh, in order for you to be successful, you need to do X, Y, Z to reach for these goals. And I think I've always been that type of kid growing up, um, getting straight A's and also like, okay, well, what's next? Like, I'm always looking for the next best thing. So I'm always growing. Um, And also in terms of just being a mom, like you want to be able to even show your daughter or even like your son, you know, who that it's everything is doable and you can, you know, set a goal and accomplish it in the future. So I I think I want that kind of path created for my daughter too. So she inspired me to do more for myself as well. And I'm sure you're such a great mom. She's like so lucky to have you. And growing up, I, I'm sure she'll like get so many lessons because she's probably gonna look at you and be like, if she can do it all, I can too. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> all right. So before we wrap it up, this is your time to just plug in everything that you want. I will definitely leave all of your information as well as Brooklyn Nights Media's Instagram and website in the show notes. But can you share anything that you are currently working on? What can the listeners or what can the world expect from you, Michelle M, within the next three months, within the next year? Just what do you have in your horizon? Um, I actually am working with a dance company, Woman Own. She's awesome. Um, we are going to come up with a really cool campaign soon. So I can't share with you guys right now, but on our Instagram, we're quite active. Um, and also another client that's going to be embracing the holidays 
the end of this year that I'm going to be working on his campaign as well. So I have some stuff going on. Another client is preparing to open up the end of this month and there's going to be some art shows going on too. So there's a lot going on. If you guys just, you know, follow me at Brooklyn Night Media on Instagram or Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, we will be making announcements very soon. It's just a lot of exciting times, you know, news coming out um, in the next few weeks. That's so exciting. And I'm so happy for you because I feel like things are moving, you know, and you're, you kind of just started your company. So it's so great that there are so many positive things that are coming up. And yeah, so everybody stay tuned for that. And make sure you keep up to date with all the beautiful things that Michelle and her company will be launching soon. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you again, Michelle, for coming on. And stay tuned for next week's episode, guys. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you.